Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hi guys, welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with me, your host, Allie Brooke. Welcome to our Mindfulness Mondays. I am going to be um, airing my podcast every Monday so we can start the week with some mindset practices, some mindfulness perspectives, some self-care routines to start out our week right. So happy Monday, happy start to your new week. You guys got this. I just finished um, my almond milk latte. I totally forgot to tell you guys, um, actually, a real quick tangent. Um, when I was describing myself um, in the episode one, I didn't even tell you guys my love of coffee. How dare I not share that with the world? Because anyone who truly knows me knows I, <laughs> I need coffee to uh, wake myself up. My students know it. They know my Starbucks orders. I am a Starbucks gal. And... I love just waking up and making some nice warm coffee. Um, in the wintertime, my room is freezing right now. My room is like above my garage, so it's like 20 below in my room, at least what it feels like it. And so I just like <clears throat> waking up to a nice warm cup of coffee on my lanta. I can't believe I didn't tell you guys this. And I am <laughs> I am a morning person when I have my coffee just so we're, we are clear. when I wake up and I don't have coffee within like the first hour, of me waking up, I may not be the happiest person alive. Um, there definitely needs to be a study on me. Uh, my boyfriend said he was going to experiment one day and like not have me drink coffee for a day and see like what happens. And I told him um, that probably won't be a good idea for him and be very, very cranky. But yes, I do love my coffee. Um, my usual order has been an almond milk latte um, lately and I've also been into English breakfast tea, Earl Grey tea. I also for an iced coffee vibe, I usually get um a venti iced coffee with sugar-free cinnamon dolce and half and half. Whew. It is so good. So highly recommend. If you guys have any great like um coffee orders, and I'm not, you know, I am biased to Starbucks, but I'm open to all different coffee shops, including Dunkin', don't you worry. So if you guys have any um, coffee recommendations, let me know. Let a girl know. Um, you can let me know um, on my Instagram at the growth mindset gal. Um, and any questions you ever have or insights you ever have about the podcast, you can head over to uh, my Instagram. All the links for all the different platforms my, uh, my podcast is on is in my Instagram bio. This podcast is officially on a Spotify Apple podcast. So make sure after you listen to this podcast, you can go to Apple podcast. Let me say podcast one more time. <laughs> podcast. Um, and if you want to rate and subscribe to this show, I would uh, greatly appreciate it. So sorry for my coffee tangent, but I needed to let you guys know because we're friends here. So um, I want to start off every um, 
podcast episode with a quote. I use the um, Doing Well Daily journals. It is such a vibe, these journals. Um, It's a great planner. And um, I'm going to put the uh, website for the planner in my show notes. And this planner, guys, let me tell you, game changer. So it talks about your gratitude words to live by, and you make like a list to knock it out. I'm going to make a whole episode about this. And my favorite part, though, of the Doing Well Daily Journal is um, she always has a quote that you trace over in calligraphy. And let me tell you, I'm growing my mindset. I was like, I don't know if I can learn how to do calligraphy, but the Doing Well Daily Journal has made it like so simple and I'm definitely getting better at it. I'm not there yet. I'm definitely getting there. But my favorite part of this um, journal is we get to trace a quote. And so every quote that I read for you guys every Monday is going to be from my Doing Well Daily Journal because I love all of the self-motivating quotes. Um, Her name's Sydney that she uh, puts into it. So here's the quote for today. The quote is, it's a slow process, but quitting won't speed it up. Yes, queen. Exactly. I feel like that was a really, it's a really good quote to start off with because I feel like a lot of us, when we're trying something new, we're so afraid to try it because we're so afraid to fail. Or if we're trying something and we're not like immediately great at it, we're like, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. Let me just do something else. Which again, acknowledging that, you know, maybe something is not working for you, maybe to move on is totally fine. But if something's in your reach and it's maybe just not as simple as you thought it was, you gotta keep going growth mindset. So again, um, that quote is from the Doing Well Daily, and I will put um, the website for that journal in the show notes, Game Changer, and I'll have um, a complete episode about it in um, future in due time. So what I want to do today is I want to talk about growth mindset. I call myself the growth mindset gal. Oh, someone's angry. Someone is beeping. Someone's alarm. Anyways, So I'm called the growth mindset gal. So you're probably wondering, okay, what does growth mindset mean? So I I figured I'd have um, a podcast episode that truly explains, you know, what is growth mindset? Again, I am not an expert, but um, I work on it in my classroom. Even my school made it like an agenda to do growth mindset. So I want to share it with you guys in this episode. Um, Also, I figured I'd throw out my credentials out there. So in the uh, previous episode, I said I was a middle school social studies teacher. So I went to SUNY Potsdam. Hey, duh, bears, shout out. Um, and I have my bachelor's in um, history and secondary education in social studies. So I am a historian. What's up? I'm going to do um, an episode also about the history of like psychology and mindset. I think it's going to be really interesting. And then I also have my master's in special education and literacy from St. Joe's. Hey, shout out. So <laughs> I'm by no means um, an expert in psychology and I'm not like a, you know, a doctor <laughs> or anything. I don't have a doctorate as well. So, but I figured I'm just going to share with you what I know about it and what I took with that information and how did I, you know, apply it to my life. So without any further ado, the first thing I want to do is I want to read you guys one of my blogs. Um, And this blog is on um, Medium, 
youtube.com and vocalmedia.com and all those links are in my Instagram, but I'll also link them in the show notes. So one of my first articles I actually <laughs> wrote on Medium was um, the growth mindset mentality, right? My name is the growth mindset gal. So I was like, let's write a blog about it. So I want to read it to you guys. And then I'm also going to go over a book about mindset that's going to really help you guys if you're interested in reading it. So without further ado, let me read you my blog, story time. So here we go. What does the term growth mindset mean? It's a belief that your skills are not fixed from birth. Rather, you learn new skills throughout your life. Your brain is a muscle and it learns new things from practice. This idea came to my knowledge from both my grad school program and my school staff meetings. So again, um, I first heard about growth mindset um, actually when I was in grad school and we were learning about these different mindsets and mentalities of uh, people to help our students. And then all of a sudden, like a week later, we were doing staff meetings about growth mindset and my school had the whole big like professional development sequencing about growth mindset. And I was like, I know about this. This is great. I want to use this in my classroom. So I really love that my school took that initiative for already doing the growth mindset. So anywho's. so I'm a middle school social studies teacher and my school took on the mission of the growth mindset. Um, after reading the book, The Growth Mindset Playbook, A Teacher's Guide to Promoting Student Success, um, Growth Mindset for Teachers, that's by Annie Brock and Heather Hudley. And I also love that book, but that's not going to be the book that um, I'm going to share with you guys today. So I love this idea from the start. As a teacher, I'm a lifelong learner in general. But the belief that you are not born with a set of skills and rather you learn them along the way is a great way to live your life every day. The saying is, I'm not there yet. We as people are works in progress. We're always trying to improve ourselves instead of being a finished product. This was such an encouraging you know, thought process for me. I have a lot of anxiety, which often limits my actions of trying something new. I am a perfectionist that hates failure. I'm going to be going through that. Trust me. So I will not try something if I know I'm not going to be successful. But how do I know if I never tried? Here's the answer. It's based on what others have told me. When I was told that, my mind was blown. A great deal of our self-perception is based on what others think of us and not of ourselves. The whole irony, the whole way we look at ourselves is not even based on what we believe. It is what on others believe and have told us. And this is not a good way to go about your life. Sorry for the pause. I lost my spot for a second. Okay. So I tried an exercise with my students based on the idea of growth mindset. So, and I actually did this and this was a really great activity. I had students create like a T chart in their notebooks. And on one side of the chart, they wrote down skills that they were good at. Like, are they good at math? Are they good at riding a bike? Are they good at music? Whatever skill they were good at. And then on the other side of the T-chart, they wrote down skills that they need to improve on. Then I asked them to share their chart if they were comfortable. So I was like, hey guys, does anyone want to share um, their chart aloud, um, what skills they're good at and what skills they need to improve on? And one of my students volunteered, which took a whole lot of courage. He wrote, he was good at math and science and needs to improve on talking more in class. So then I asked him, 
how do you know that you're good at those skills? And he told me that he knows based on what his teachers, family, and friends have told him. Then I made my own T-chart on the board doing the same activity. Whenever I do these types of, you know, growth mindset or self-care activities with my students, I also show them my results as well because I'm right there with them. So I wrote down that basically on my T-charts on the board, I always want to be open with my students, that I share with them that I have anxiety and what people says to me determines many things about myself, which was definitely true. Then the next step was to write down the phrases on both sides of the chart that they've heard people make to them about that skill. So I asked them, okay, so if you're good at those skills on one side of the chart, what have people told you about yourself that makes you think you're good at those skills? And then the skills you need to improve on, what have people told you in the past that makes you think you need to improve on those skills? I asked none of them to share that because I want the students to reflect on their own. So I gave them five minutes to think to themselves as they wrote this down. And then I was doing the same on my board. I was writing phrases down that I always hear for what I'm good at and what I need to improve on. So then the final task was to erase or scribble out the negative phrases about the skills you need to improve on. I did it on the board too. So one of the things I, it said that I needed to improve on was that I needed to uh, improve on uh, talking in front of my peers, right? Giving like presentations um, to people, you know, that are around my age. And people have always told me that um, I need to slow down when I speak. Um, I need to make sure that I, you know, don't speak too loudly or anything. It was had to do with like the way I was speaking or someone and so forth. So I always thought like, am I bad at public speaking? <laughs> Which is weird if since I'm a teacher. But I basically erased those uh, negative phrases. So that way you have like a clear slate right? So this step create a clean slate for them. As a class, we work on having a growth mindset and we're all capable of learning new skills. A growth mindset is all about focusing on the progress and not the finished product. Here's the key thing with the growth mindset. You focus on the progress and not the product. This is important in encouraging students and people in general. So here are a couple of phrases that you can say to people to help them with a growth mindset. So focus on complementing their work ethic, not their intelligence. So you can say, um, you worked so hard on this. You should be so proud. You've been practicing and it shows. I appreciated how focused you were on this project. Your choice to come to extra help was very responsible of you because it shows you care about your studies. See how I'm, and again, this is more for student examples, but I am encouraging my students based on their progress, not how smart they are, not about intelligence. Growth mindset doesn't want people to focus on their intelligence. Saying someone is smart is limiting them, okay? But if you say someone's a hard worker, right? That's encouraging them to keep working hard on whatever task that they're doing. The list goes on and on, but the main focus of growth mindset is that you achieve the skills by working hard and you're not just born with this set of skills and that's it. 
So for example, I'm a teacher, but I've always loved to write. So now I'm trying to share my writing skills on this platform. I've also always wanted to podcast and here I am doing it. I never thought I would try this, but here I am trying a new outlet to share my passion. If you are passionate about something and have never tried it before because you were afraid of what people would think, here's the deal. Do it anyways. Do it anyways, you guys. You will not regret it. And if you, you know, if you fail at it, that's okay. Just keep going. And I'm going to also go through, you know, how do you keep going? You know, it's easy to say, oh, keep it going. Okay, how? This pandemic has taught me many things, but the huge lesson um, it taught me that life is short and can change at any time. That's the, we're still living in that kind of moment of life where we're in a pandemic. Life is way too short not to take chances and life can change at any time. Who would have thought, I mean, I teach about pandemics all the time in social studies class. Who would have thought I'd be living through one myself? So, you know, life can change at any time. We don't have time to hesitate. Try a new skill. And if it's not for you, that's okay. You learn something though. It's okay to make mistakes. They are lessons. I had to shove this notion into my brain because I was so used to thinking, do not try anything unless you're good at it. I am not perfect. I will never be the perfect teacher, the perfect writer, the perfect daughter, perfect sister, perfect girlfriend, perfect friend. But let me tell you though, I'm going to try my best. I am going to be open to trying new skills and not giving up right away if I'm not amazing at it at first. I will work on asking for help when I need it. I do not have to do everything on my own. Be a lifelong learner and encourage others to always try their best. Be kind to others, but most importantly, be kind to yourself. Grow your mindset and see how far you will glow. And here is a quote from Audrey Hepburn. Love her. Nothing is impossible. The word itself says I'm possible. Love that quote as well. So that's the whole thing with growth mindset. You focus on the progress and not the product. You don't encourage intelligence. You encourage your work ethic. So I want to now move on to a book that I absolutely love. And I'm going to put it in the show notes. So, and these are one of the books that got me also into um, growth mindset. I haven't read it in a while. Um, so I was kind of skimming through it for this episode, but it's called Mindset, the New Psychology of Success, How We Can Learn to Fulfill Our Potential in Parenting, Business, Schools, and Relationships by Dr. Carol S. Dweck. I loved this book. It completely introduced me to growth mindset and that, you know, you're not born with these set of skills. You are a lifelong learner and you can keep learning to do new things. So I want to, again, go over what is growth mindset. So again, growth mindset is the belief that you are a lifelong learner, that you can try new things and every failure is basically a lesson, right? The growth mindset too is how you look at yourself, Okay, what is the belief in yourself and how is the perception of how you view oneself? Who gave you that perception? Was it you or was it others around you? So how do people develop mindsets? So again, I'm just reading. I took notes on the book. So I'm just kind of going off the notes from when I uh, skimmed it over before. But um, 
Dr. Dweck, if you will, talks about why do people have different mindsets to begin with? So first of all, people have different mindsets um, based on culture, upbringing, you know, age, gender, so on and so forth. Those are the constant things that are always controlling um, our mindset. But the thing is, we have to stop for a minute because our society is so focused on who is the smartest, who's the fastest, who's the best, right? Putting people on like a pedestal, you know, really encouraging perfectionism. And that is just so damaging to someone's mindset. And I definitely think this needs to be focused on, especially in schools and education, because that's you're shaping people's minds as an educator. And so that's why I'm really glad my school um, went into this program where instead of calling someone smart, that you need to make sure you, you know, focus on their work in progress. Because, you know, a 90 for someone could be great, but also a 70 for someone could also be great. What if there's a student who, you know, never does any work, but then all of a sudden starts working really hard and was studying for a specific test and they get a 70 on it, right? That is their 90. They worked so hard for that, that, you know, we have such a, you know, hypersensitivity to grades. Okay, you have a 90, so you're smart. You have a 65, so you're just automatically not smart. Why, though? Because I have so many students that they work their tails off, right? And they work so hard. and But a 70 for them is still really good because they worked so intensely hard on it. So... There's two mindsets that people develop. There's the growth mindset, and then there's the fixed mindset. The growth mindset believes that you are a lifelong learner and you can learn new things and as long as you work hard. The fixed mindset believes that people are just born naturally with talent. You're either smart or you're not. You're either, you know, can work with your hands or you can't. Or you're either really good at math and numbers or you're really good at, you know, writing and drawing and all that. Kind of that left and right brain sort of deal. And when you have a certain mindset, Dweck was talking about you enter like a certain world, which I thought was like so fascinating. I never thought of it that way. That if you're in a growth mindset where you believe that, you know, you can learn new skills and try new things. And if you fail, that's okay. And maybe it was a lesson or maybe, you know, it was a milestone that you just have to keep climbing. That, you know, if you're in a fixed mindset, you're in a whole different world. If you're in a fixed mindset, you do not want to try anything new. And if someone told you that you're not good at something, you believe them and you're like, oh, I'm not good at that. Oh, I failed that. I guess it's just not for me and I'm not going to you know, try and improve myself in any way, um, shape or form. But, and it's actually true that you enter different worlds in those two different mindsets that um, she did a study in her book that there's different chemical changes for someone with a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. So you're actually in different worlds. And with a fixed mindset, you love your comfort zone. Oh, my Atlanta. You love your safety and security. You hate taking risks. You don't want to step out of your comfort zone because what if you fail? What if you look silly? What if, you know, you make a mistake of some sort? People make fun of you. Any of those sort of things where people with a growth mindset 
they love and they thrive in taking risks or trying something new. And they're very accepting of, you know, oh, hey, I messed up, but at least I tried, right? That's kind of their way of thinking, where someone with a fixed mindset, if they make a mistake, they're like, I'm the worst human on the face of the planet, and I'm never doing that again. So with growth mindset, you enjoy trying new things and learning new skills where in a fixed mindset there are certain skills you maybe you're just naturally good at and then you just stick to those skills that you're naturally good at and you don't branch out to any other um, opportunities but that's very limiting a fixed mindset means you're fixed in one spot and it is so limiting that you're like oh i'm good at um let's say numbers and that's it. You're good at math and that's it. But you'll never know, hey, maybe you would have been really good at doing a podcast. Maybe you would have been really good at um, being a motivational speaker about, um, you know, instances that have to do with, you know, financial advising or something like that because you never tried because you were like, oh, I'm just good at math and that's it. And I used to be like that. I definitely used to be like that. I only developed a growth mindset very recently um, within like my college young adulthood. But when I was in school, um, granted, I liked learning in general. I did enjoy school. Wow, weird. She's a teacher, right? And, you know, I was always very good at school. I always got good grades. I was always a good student because um, I loved routine and scheduling and just like reading and learning new topics. I would, I was that kid that came home and would tell my parents like all oh, what, oh, what they learned that day and that chatterbox. And because I, I was so excited to share what I learned. Um, and just like I said in the last podcast, you know, I was the good child, if you will. I was the um, quote unquote, the good student, the well-behaved one where my sister was, you know, I low-key kind of learned from her mistakes. She's also a teacher. So we're, we are out here. And you know, because I was brought up with, you know, always being told, oh, Allie's the good student. Allie's the good kid. Allie's well-behaved. Um, Allie's, um, you know, self-sufficient and she's, you know, can take care of herself. She's an individual and, you know, she's very independent, so on and so forth. So people kept telling me things, telling me things all that time. So as I'm growing up, I needed to be the good one. I needed to be perfect. I needed to make sure that I got the good grades right? And I would never tell my parents when I made a mistake. I would never tell my parents when I had a bad day at school. And a little bit, some even now that still creeps in where I, for some reason, don't want to tell my parents, you know, if I have a bad day at work or if, you know, something happened where I'm not perfect. Because growing up, I had a fixed mindset where I'm really good at school. I um, you know, I'm very book smart, if you will. We always said that my sister was street smart and I was book smart. And so that's what I always, you know, just encompassed myself. And I was afraid to try, you know, anything new that, you know, I'm just a good student and that's it. You know, I'll go to college, you know, get a good job. And that was it. So, you know, I had this fixed mindset of that's all that I am, that I, I'm not creative, and, um, you know, I'm not going to do any creative outlets, but a lot of my hobbies were actually creative. I love writing. I love um, singing. And I clearly like to entertain. I love talking. <laughs> and, 
you know, I was, I always sang in my room by myself. I didn't like to sing in front of people. I would write little stories in my notebook, but I never showed them to anyone because that's not the person apparently that I am. I'm the good student. I'm just good at school. I'm the well-behaved child and that's it. And, you know, that created actually a lot of anxiety in me. And granted, I had a phenomenal childhood. Do not get me wrong. I had one of the I, one of the best childhoods. My parents are super supportive of everything that I do. It was just kind of the label I was given as a child that kind of put me in that fixed mindset that I could never do anything wrong because I'd never done anything wrong. And, you know, oh, my Lanta, if she did something wrong, <gasps> Allie never does something wrong. You know, I didn't want that to happen. So I limited myself and I was afraid to branch out. I was afraid to, you know, put myself out there and try something new. And it wasn't until I was a senior in high school because, you know, I was also in chorus and I took theater classes for my electives because I, I like performing. And it wasn't until uh, my senior year of high school, I was kind of like, well, I'm a senior, you know, just I'm going to do everything. I'm going to try anything. It's my last year of high school. Don't hold yourself back. Just try the things that you enjoy. And um, I auditioned for the school play and I got one of the you know leading parts. I was like the, the best friend of like the main character. Hey. Um, and I got the part. And my um, chorus teachers, they always told me like, hey, you should perform for this musical. And I was like, nah, because I was like very into sports too. I played volleyball. So I thought, hey, I'm a good student and I'm an athlete. That's it. You know, don't don't branch into any of your creative outlets. That's not you. You are the athlete and you are the good student. You're the scholar athlete, if you will. And um, all of a sudden I was just like, no, senior year, let me just try it. And I literally pulled a Troy Bolton at you guys. Um, I literally did a um, the spring musicale. It was called The Pajama Game, if, you, if anyone knows anything about that play. Um, I played May. Hey. And I also, you know, went and I was playing travel volleyball at the same time. I literally pulled a Troy Bolton. And that was, being in that play was one of my favorite memories of high school. And I'm so glad that I did it because I got out of my comfort zone. I pulled, that was like my first like growth mindset step where you know, I can learn how to be in a musical. I can learn the lines. I can learn the dances and I can learn how to perform because it's something that I really love to do. And then I went to college and it was still kind of more of the scholar athlete because I, I really wanted to make sure I had good grades in college so I can get a good job. But then once, you know, now I'm into mid-adulthood, if you will, being in my late 20s, that, you know, the pandemic also then let me branch into my creative outlet of, you know, doing blogs. And I was like, how do I do a blog? How do I make a, how do I do a blog? That's, yep, that's grammar. How do I make a blog? And I was like, you know, I don't know anything about it. What do I do? And I, I researched it. I was like, you know what? I don't know how to do it. Let me figure it out. And I watched YouTube videos and I finally found Medium and Vocal and I learned how to um, write blogs. The first thing I Googled was literally side hustles for writers. And a lot of things popped up, which were like freelance writing. And I kind of, I looked into that as well, but I was like, I kind of just like want to write what I, you know, feel and what I think and freelance writing um, with like copyright and stuff like that. You're kind of like writing ads for people or editing for people. And I kind of just wanted to get my own voice out there. So I might tackle freelance copyright, you know, um, in the future, but at the moment, I was like, I kind of just want to blog. So where can I make a blog? How do I make a blog? So I went to good old YouTube 
and I YouTubed side hustles for writers. And um, all these videos popped up and there was a really good video um, where uh, this woman went through all of the websites that you can write for, for education, for politics, for lifestyle, for health, for relationships, all of these things. And it was a really great video and I found it really helpful and I saved it. Um, but then actually in um, the recommendations next to the video, uh, there was um, a video that said, um, writing blogs for medium. And I was like, interesting. Okay. Um, and the girl in the video, she looked around my age. So I was like, okay, like if she can do it, she looks my age. Maybe I can like give it a go. Maybe it's not beyond me. So I clicked on her video and um, she talked all about Medium and how easy it was to um, create an account uh, and then you can write whatever you want. And then what Medium does is it reads your articles and it curates it into bigger topics so more people can see it. Or people create publications or you can even create a publication that people send over blogs to. And a publication is where more people can see your work so you can um like request or like audition if you will um to people's publications and then um, more people can see your work if you are a writer for a publication on medium and it was so easy it was so simple and i was like i can do this i can try it let me give it a go um i started in like the summer of 2020 and i was like let's give it a go and even if it's a side hustle that makes me, you know, a couple of dollars a month, like that's extra money for doing something that I really enjoy doing. And um, I found other outlets as well. I found also vocal media. It's, you know, very uh, similar to Medium where you make an account and then you just, you know, publish your articles. And then um, the curators of vocal media, they um, curate it into bigger topics and bigger publications so people can see it. Um and then last but not least, I started writing on Newsbreak as well. Again, these are nothing sponsored. These are just actually what I um, write on. Um, another easier process, but Newsbreak is um, kind of less lifestyle blogging and more news, uh, which makes sense. So I only published a couple articles on there because a lot of my writing style is about lifestyle, but I figured, you know, I'd give it a shot. And then the next step was figuring out how on earth can I make a podcast? So the next step was I was listening to people's podcasts and a lot of uh, people were mentioning, hey, Anchor, I have an ad in here. So, hey, it's sponsored. Um, and again, Anchor was just so easy to use. It was free. And I just plugged in uh, my microphone. I asked my boyfriend, I was like, what's a good microphone? Because he's like a gamer. So I was like, what's a good microphone to use that's, you know, a little bit on the, you know, cheaper side than what the big gaming uh, microphones are? And the microphone I'm using, again, not sponsored. This is just what I actually use. The um, microphone that I'm using is the Razer Mini. I got it off Amazon for around maybe $50. And, you know, once I had the microphone and then once I heard about Anchor, I was like, all right, let's just do it. Let's go for it and see how it works. And again, that's what growth mindset is. Research. Okay, you have an interest in something. Look it up and see what it takes to do it and take small steps. The first thing I did was you got to buy the microphone, number one, so you can record. And I was worried about making a full podcast at first. So I actually just started um, recording my blogs. I would read my blogs aloud and then I would make like an IGTV post and I would put it on my Instagram just to see how the microphone worked and how I sounded while I recorded. 
And then once I felt comfortable with that, I moved on to making full-on podcast episodes, and here I am. So if you want to find a creative alley, you want to try a side hustle, give it a go. This generation, like the time we're living in right now, you have so many resources at your fingertips. You can research on your smartphone. You can research on your tablet, your computer. You can Google anything. You can find anything on Amazon, and you can also look up anything on YouTube on the how-to tutorials of doing something. We have so much information, you know, at our doorstep and we should really take advantage of it. And that's, again, growing your mindset. I want to try something. How do I do it? What are my resources to figure out how to do it? And that is the key. Don't shy away from it thinking, oh, well, you know, a lot of people are blogging. No one's going to read my blogs or so many people are podcasting. You know, no one's going to listen. But the thing is, your work is going to reach a certain audience. Maybe, you know, someone's listening to um, a podcast that's, you know, but it's not really for them. And then I make an episode and then, you know, I find my niche and that person really appreciates, you know, my podcast. You can reach people. This is a world of abundance, right? Just because a lot of people are doing it, but they're not doing it the way you are. Maybe you're adding a little spin to your creative outlets, such as your drawings, your YouTube channel, your podcast, your blogs, your own Instagram, your Etsy shop, your Pinterest shop, whatever it may be. You add a little bit of spice to the um, platform that you are giving service to. So just because everyone's doing it, yeah, but not everyone is you and you can add something to the community, right? I think we're trained to live in a world of limits and you know scarcity but that's not the way it is that's a fixed mindset where oh everyone else is doing it i'm not going to make a difference fixed mindset change it this is a world of abundance right and you can offer to the world and the world is going to receive it but again failure is very scary and it's a real thing but you'll never know unless you try i'm still kind of in the depths of you know accepting failure and it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to not be good at something at once. That's kind of the area of growth mindset that I'm still improving on. But the area of growth mindset that I'm really thriving in is trying out new skills and seeing what I can do as a person. And even, you know, it was very interesting in the mindset book that Dweck was talking about. She even said that people with a a fixed mindset even look for um, different things in, you know, a significant other where fixed mindset people want their significant other to like, um, you know, it was all about entitlement that your significant other should, you know, admire you and tell you all the good things about you and all of these things and ignore your flaws and just put you on a pedestal and say that you're the greatest thing that they've ever been with. But a growth mindset person, when they're in a relationship, they, you know, they'll compromise and they want to grow together as a couple. They realize both of them are imperfect and they want to build a future together um, and, you know, accept each other's faults and know that they're not perfect and know that they don't have a past and all those very important aspects. So, you know, having a growth mindset can really open a lot of doors for people that you are a lifelong learner. And even some inventors, you guys may have heard of, I don't know, Thomas Edison. And he had always two quotes and I teach about uh, Thomas Edison um, to my eighth grade classes when we do the industrial revolution um, because we learn about all the inventors and the inventions. And I always tell 
um, my students these two quotes from Thomas Edison that he said, genius is um, 1% per, uh, inspiration and then 99% perspiration. So again, genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. And I always ask them, I'm like, hey, what does this quote mean? And they're like, oh, that like, you know, success or being a genius or anything like that. It's more hard work. Like you have you can have an idea, but that idea doesn't go anywhere unless you work hard for it. And another quote from Thomas Edison was, um, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 um, ways it won't work, which I love that quote because you know, being an inventor, you're going to mess up how many times, you know, and he didn't do it all by himself. First of all, he had Nikola Tesla, let's be real here. And he had committees of a bunch of people working with him to invent the light bulb. But I love that quote where he says, you know, I haven't failed. I just realized 10 other ways it doesn't work. Exactly. You messed up something or you made a mistake or you failed, right? But you just realize what's not going to work. So then you can focus on, okay, that didn't work. All right. How can I improve something from that? Right? What's the lesson from that? And with growth mindset as well, people say life is happening for you, not to you. Right? Everything in life happens. I'm a firm believer in everything in life happens for a reason. Doors open for a reason. Doors close for a reason. So... You know, I believe that everything in life is a lesson that we are learning because, again, growth mindset, we are lifelong learners. Another quote that I love, it's literally my favorite quote that I always tell my kids. It's literally hanging up in my classroom. It's from uh, one of my favorite first ladies, Eleanor Roosevelt. Love her. You know that those questions were, of, oh, if you could have like a dinner party with like historical figures, who would it be? And I was like, Eleanor Roosevelt and Marilyn Monroe, hands down. Anyways. Um, Eleanor Roosevelt had the quote, um, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent, which literally is talking about that no one can make you feel bad about yourself or make you think you're limited unless you think you're limited. Holy, like, like brain exploded that again, your mindset, you control it. Dr. Dweck said that you can change your mindset at any point in your life. You can change your mindset within the next minute. Your life is all about how you think. If you wake up and you're like, I don't want to do anything today. I hate the world. I hate my job. I hate this. I hate that. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you're going to hate everything. But if you wake up the day and, you know, you don't have to be a positive patty, right? But if you wake up and be like, all right, it's another day. I can, I'm going to do the best I can with what I got. And the universe listens to you. So if you're putting out into the universe that you hate everything, you are. You're going to hate everything and you're going to feel very negative. But if you put out into the universe saying, you know, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to do what I can with what I got. Again, growth mindset. I'm going to do what I can with what I got. The universe is going to listen. It's like that saying where, um, you know, you you only see, you see a yellow car and then all of a sudden like you see all, that's all you see is yellow cars right if you, if that's what you're thinking if you're thinking of a yellow car that's all you're going to see is yellow cars you're not going to see all the other different color cars around you what you put out into the universe what you make your mindset is what you're going to see it's how your body is going to react and it's it's pure you know reality 
And you can change your mindset at any time in your life, in your day, in the hour, in the minute. Because most of my childhood, I didn't think I can, you know, I wasn't exactly popular. I was kind of like middle of the road, you know, kind of friends with everyone, but I definitely wasn't like the popular person. And, you know, that made me feel really, really shy. And I didn't want to branch out of my comfort zone. But the minute I did it, that senior year in high school, it it was one of the happiest moments of my life. Um, Starting to blog during the pandemic um, was one of the most exciting moments of my life. Even teaching my students growth mindset and opening up that talk about mental health was one of the greatest lessons that I I love to teach Um, because, you know, I think it's very important, especially for students, is to talk about mental health and to talk about that it's okay to feel feelings and your feelings are valid and it's okay to feel stressed and you have to find ways to manage your stress and step out of your comfort zone and try new things, especially in middle school. Middle school, you that's where you develop that kind of um, invisible audience, it's called. When you're little, you don't realize that people are watching you and you're kind of just doing whatever you want. But once you're in like middle school, you start to realize you become self-conscious where you think everyone's staring at you and everyone's you know, watching what you're doing. But like the reality is everyone is so involved in like their own self that they really are not noticing or caring of what you're doing. So grow your mindset, branch out of your comfort zone and do things that make you happy. Again, life is too short to be in a fixed mindset, to be miserable and not want to branch out because you're afraid of what people will think. Yeah, but is it their life or is it your life? It is your life. And going also through the pandemic where life kind of slowed down, I had a moment to, you know, think about it and, you know, realize that because I was also I was afraid to start blogs. I was like, what if people read them and they're like, oh, this is terrible. I was afraid to start a podcast being like, what if people, you know, hear me with my episodes and they're like, this girl is not good or her voice is this or whatever, you know, whatever it is. But I was like, you know what, Allie, who cares? Do you want to do it? Does it make you happy? then do it, then do it. And I want to make it clear that, you know, this didn't happen overnight for me. It's not going to happen overnight for you. It's daily self-care practices, talking to yourself, reading books that are going to motivate you, listening to podcasts that motivate you. That's Those are the things that really help me get through breaking the glass ceiling of a fixed mindset is a filling my social media, filling my books and my audio, what I listen to, what I watch, everything to motivate. If you are on social media and, you know, you're always surrounded by, you know, the stigma around social media and comparing yourself to people, don't. Because you know, social media is the highlight of people's life. It's not the low lights of people's lives. And you got to make sure you surround yourself with positive, motivating and inspiring things. And that's what's going to help motivate you to keep branching out of your comfort zone to grow your mindset. Because it again, is your life, you can change your mindset at any time. And some days are going to be better than others. There are still days that I wake up and I'm like, what is my purpose in life? What am I doing? Especially with remote learning, I was not taught. Talk about growth mindset. I was not trained in any of my schooling for being an educator of how to teach fully remote. But guess what? 
all the teachers had to figure out how on earth am I going to teach children across a laptop? How am I going to do that? And I was really taken aback at first, but, you know, and I just learned how to adapt to it. Also, too, teaching remotely has also kind of relaxed me a little bit because when I was teaching in person, I was like, every lesson needs to be perfect. Every lesson needs to be engaging. There can't be any mistakes because, you know, people have been teaching for forever this way. So, you know, we know how to do it. Teaching remotely, uh, no one knows how to do it. And that's okay. So if a lesson goes wrong or the internet slows down or a link doesn't work, at first I would freak out and be like, oh, this is so frustrating. I don't know how to do this. I hate this. Da, da, da. But then I realized, you know what? I'm trying. I'm doing my best for my kids. You know, this is a pandemic. Hello. It's okay if a link doesn't work. Just do it tomorrow. Or hey, if a link doesn't work, all right, you know what? We're just not going to do that part of the lesson. That's okay. And showing my students that like if an error happens, I'm always like, oh, no worries. We'll figure out something else. It's showing them, okay, there's an error. All right, we'll figure it out, right? Another great book that I love is Everything is Figureoutable about Marie, uh, by Marie Forleo. Also love that book. Um, I'm going to be talking about that in a future podcast. But yeah, everything is figureoutable. You can figure out anything, right? As long as you put your mindset to it. Don't stay in your bubble. Listen to me. Do not stay in that bubble, okay? You're not going to grow there, okay? And um, a great saying that I, a quote that stood out to me too the other day was, a ship is safe in the harbor, but that's not what ships are built for. I love that quote. And exactly, you might be safe in your little bubble, but you are made for so much more. And that really stood out to me and which wanted, you know, or inspired me to make a podcast is because... You know, I was feeling a little, you know, unmotivated from um, remote learning. It was really taking a toll on me. So I was like, I need to find, you know, something else that's giving me, you know, a light or a spark in my life. Because again, I love teaching, but some days remote learning is really hard and it was kind of really sucking the purpose out of me. And again, it's no, it's no one's fault. It's not the kid's fault. It's not my school's fault. It's the pandemic's fault. That's what it is. Not my fault. So I was like, you know, I feel like I, you know, I have so much to give or I have a service, you know, like I listened to the universe and I was like, how can I, I, I know I'm, I'm made for like a, so much more and I want to serve the world in some way, shape or form. What else can I do? Cause I can serve the world with my teaching, but right now teaching is just, it's, it's not going so great right now. What else can I do to help me give a purpose back? And it was starting the podcast. I wanted to share my stories with the world to help people get through things. And that's my service is teaching people and giving people advice and, you know, serving people um, to help them get through things and inspiring them and motivating them when maybe no one else is there for them. Because for a lot of my kids too, a lot of my students, you know, sometimes I saw them more than their parents did. So, you know... I was safe being just an educator, and I love being an educator. Love it still. Even when we go back, still going to love it. But what else can I contribute to the world? What else can I, how else can I serve my community in some way, shape, or form? And branching out of my comfort zone was creating this and talking with you guys. So 
Again, take it week by week. Take it day by day. Try and do things that make you feel happy. Maybe listen to um, inspirational podcasts. Maybe watch an inspirational show. Read an inspirational book that's going to help you grow your mindset. Try and learn a new skill. A lot of people were learning new languages. Um, in the pandemic, right? You guys were learning new skills. A lot of people had a growth mindset during the pandemic with quarantine because they were trying all those new skills with, you know, learning how to bake and drawing and learning a language and all of these things. Keep that going. Even when life eventually goes back to normal, quote unquote, whatever normal is. But you are meant for so much more than you think you are. Everyone always thinks, oh, you're so much stronger than you think you are, which is true. And you're also, you have so much more to offer than you think that you do. But you're just like in this little circle, your little comfort zone. So your potential and your service is not being reached out. If you feel stuck or unmotivated to do something, it's because the universe or someone, whoever, something is trying to tell you that you are made for more right? What is going to be the purpose that, what's your why? What gets you out of bed? That's what you got to focus on with your growth mindset is you're a lifelong learner and what lights up your soul every day, right? Look at it that way. What service can you give to the world? How can you contribute to your community in some way? And you don't have to always maybe try a new skill, but maybe you can, you know, Help at your local animal shelter that like you always wanted to do or help in your local soup kitchen or join a community committee or some sort. It doesn't always have to be learning a new skill, but it can be giving service in another way. Think of it that way as well. So again, I mean, I <laughs> I had a script like I always do, but again, passion is always going to get in the way with me. And I'm, again, very passionate about growth mindset. That's why my most of my social media is that name the growth mindset gal because we are just made for so much more than we think we are and i really want to help people see it i want to walk with you and grow with you and you know that's why in our school when we give feedback it's called glow and grow comments right glow is um you know what you did well um on this skill or this project or this essay or whatever it is and your grow is what you can improve on because you're a lifelong learner and you are a constant work in progress and you're always going to want to grow and build yourself if you do the same if you live the same day every single day for the rest of your life did you really live think of it that way so again the purpose of this podcast is to go over self-care routines and being mindful and growing our mindset. How are we going to do it? So I wanted to focus today's episode of what is the growth mindset? Again, I, you know, had a little bit of notes here and there and I used that mindset book. um, But a lot of it was just my own personal experience, what I've learned about it, so on and so forth. Again, I'm not an expert. I'm just sharing what I know, um, can maybe kind of try to explain it in more Um, the most simplest terms. So um, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I loved sharing it with you guys. And um, make sure that, you know, you subscribe and rate on Apple Podcasts, share with whoever you think would, you know, like this podcast or would need it. Um, The Doing Well Daily was not an ad. It's not sponsored. I actually truly (laughs) enjoy um, that product. And I'll be linking the Doing Well Daily journal um, in my show notes. I'm linking all my social medias 
in my um, show notes. And I'm going to also link the um, Dr. Carol Dweck mindset book uh, in the show notes, just in case you want to take a look at it or have it as a resource if you ever need some inspiration to figure out what is a growth mindset. So I hope you guys have a wonderful, mindful Monday. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Oh, 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 oh,